this episode is about which God? That's the question. This is stone. Remember, the stones that need to be removed from the highway. This is stone number two. Which God? When people use the word God, who do they mean? One nation under God, it says in the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, which God? In God we trust, it says in our money. Again, okay, but which God? God bless the United States. Which God? The English word God simply means a higher power. In Hebrew, it's the word El, means a higher power. The Greek word Theos means a higher power. So Baal actually has higher power in his name. Uh, Zeus is Theos, uh, Aphrodite, Apollos. They're higher powers. So the living God, his name is not God. God is what he is, a higher power. And in the God's case, he is the most high, higher power. So in this country, which God are people talking about? Are they talking about the God of the United States of America? The evangelical God, the Catholic God, the charismatic God, this person's version of a God, that person's version of a God. Which God? Saying God does not clearly identify which God one is referencing. For even as the living God acknowledges, there are lots of gods out there. In Exodus 20, as he's giving the Ten Commandments, he starts, I am the Lord. Let me pause there for just a moment. In your uh, Bible, in the Old Testament, whenever you see capital L-O-R-D, all in caps, that's the translator's way of letting you know that in the Hebrew manuscript of the Old Testament, it's the name Yahweh. They don't say, they don't put the name Yahweh there out of respect for Jewish people because Jews don't say the name Yahweh. They say Adonai, which means Lord. So to be respectful, they say Lord, capital L-O-R-D. That's the way to let you know that in the manuscript, in the Hebrew, it's the name Yahweh. So I can read this like this. I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. He's not saying there aren't any. He's saying out of all the gods out there, I'm the one who delivered you from Egypt. He's very specific. I'm Yahweh. Now, if you're kind of doubting that or struggling with that idea, I suggest the book Supernatural by Michael Heiser. It's a really good biblical study of the fact that there are many gods actually do exist. So it's like this. Let's say a young boy uh, bursts into a a room where there's a a men's meeting going on, so there's all men in there, and uh, they're all uh, uh, older men, so they're dads, they're fathers, they have fathered children. And this little boy cries out, Dad, I need you. Well, pretty much every guy in the place is going to turn around to see who's calling him because they're all dads. The boy, of course, sees his mistake and his lack of clarity as to which dad he's calling upon. So he says, Gary, I need you. Ah, now he's 
identifying which dad he's talking about. This God's name is not God. God is what he is, a higher power. Just as I'm a dad, and my children may call me dad with a capital D, like it's a, as if it's my name, I actually have a name, and it's not dad. This is exactly the case in Genesis to Malachi. These writers of every one of those documents are very specific about which higher power, which God they're talking about. My term for the kind of belief in a higher power that permeates this country, including most who claim to be Christians, is polytheistic monotheism. Simply means many versions of a single God. However, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the one true living God, is not who and what a person wants to think he is. This God, the one I'm talking about, is who he says he is as he has revealed himself in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation only, and most especially in the man Jesus of Nazareth, John 1.1. 1, 1. Humans may not come up with their version of a God, or even the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Jesus. This is called idolatry, something most people in this country are guilty of, again, including those who consider themselves to be Christians. Really, who doesn't believe there's a higher power? The fact is there are very, very few true 100% atheists. And while there may be more agnostics, one really has to work hard to deny the existence of someone greater than humans. Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us that the one true living God has put eternity into the human heart. We all, whether we can want to admit it or not, we all instinctively know that there is a person, an actual person, greater than ourselves. People wonder, of course, you know, where is he and what's he doing and why doesn't he solve some terrible issues that desperately need his involvement or even wonder what is he truly like. But the fact is, 99% of human beings know that there is a higher power. And yet, believing that there's a greater, uh, a power greater than ourselves is not, it is not what the one true living God is looking for. Just believing that there is one is not what he wants. James wrote this. You believe there's one God? Good. Or he could even say, big deal. Even the demons believe that. And they're scared. James 2.19. In Hindu, Muslim, and Buddhist cultures, people know who a person means when they refer to a particular deity. But in this country, with the plethora of versions of a god, very few who say God are talking about the one true living God, even if they claim to be. In this Christianized country, there are also a plethora of Jesuses. There's the American Jesus, the American Dream Jesus, the hippie Jesus, the country western Jesus, the Republican Jesus, the Democrat Jesus, the conservative Jesus, the liberal Jesus, the psychology Jesus, each denomination's version of a Jesus, the black Jesus, the Caucasian Jesus, the Hispanic Jesus, the Jesus who looks like a woman with a beard. That's a reference to that famous painting. And on and on and on and on the list goes. 
Which Jesus are we talking about? Truly, there's an ocean of false versions of a false of a higher power in this country, even among those who claim to know and belong to the Jesus. Biblical truth is that the God is very specific about who he is, and thus he was quite deliberate about identifying himself. Although I'm going, I'm going to use names like the living God or Jesus of Nazareth, it's still virtually impossible to have clarity about which higher power I'm talking about. The leaders in Jesus' day knew theology about Yahweh, the God, because they diligently studied the scriptures. And yet, they did not know him personally. For Jesus said they never heard his voice, neither did they know his form, John 5. See, knowing the Bible is not the same thing as knowing the God. The Bible is not God. The Bible didn't replace the Holy Spirit. The Bible is not the fourth member of the Trinity. So knowing the Bible, although it's, it's very important and helpful, it's not the same thing as knowing him personally. You can still miss him. Even if the Bible had never existed, the God still does. So here's who I'm not talking about. The higher powers or Jesuses of various pseudo-Christian cults, such as Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. Neither am I talking about any denominations, filtered and infected versions of a higher power or a Jesus, or any higher power or Jesus in our culture. I'm talking about the higher power, the living God, the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, and his son, Jesus of Nazareth, as he has revealed himself in the writings of Genesis to Revelation. Paul wrote this, 2 Corinthians 11. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Jesus. For someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preach, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you seem to put up with it easily enough. Clarity matters. Truly, in this country, and even in most Christian congregations, there's a great confusion about a higher power and a Jesus due to polytheistic monotheism. When Moses came before Pharaoh with the message Yahweh sent him to give to Pharaoh, Pharaoh never heard of this Yahweh God. He wasn't an atheist. He was a, he was, he was a polytheist. He knew lots of gods, but he never heard of Yahweh God. Thus, he had no fear of him. After all, his, his people were his slaves. Obviously not a very powerful God. So Moses was exact and purposeful about who and which higher power he was speaking for, which the God had made clear to him. Exodus chapter 6. The God said to Moses, I am, again, I'm going to say the name Yahweh, even though in the, in the English translation it says the Lord. I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. 
but my name, Yahweh, I did not make myself known to them. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am Yahweh, and I'll bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I'll free you from being slaves, and I'll redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I'll take you as my own people, and I will be your higher power. Then you will know that I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I'll bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I'll give it to you as a possession. I am Yahweh. And what proved that, of course, was that this higher power did all of that exactly. My point, it does matter who and which higher power and who and which Jesus the person is talking about, especially in this confusing country that has a plethora of versions. The lack of clarity of which God is being spoken of in an American culture is bad. But when there's confusion as to which God and which Jesus the church in this country is talking about, that is beyond sad. It's shameful, really, as it exposes the terribly broken condition of the bride in this country. She simply does not seem to know her husband. There are numerous reasons why people who attend church do not know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the living God, the God and Father of Jesus of Nazareth. And one major reason is people giving themselves to what I call churchianity instead of apostolic Christianity. Churchianity is an entity that seems to be Christian because it has some Christian elements. But churchianity is something that has compromised, listen to these words, compromised, secularized, modernized, politicized, materialized, you know, like the God of money, and rationalized, the basic and foundational elements of what the apostles preached and taught and for which they were martyred. No one would die for churchianity. I've said this verse to you before, and I'm going to say it again, Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Jesus. What goes on in churchianity is not the same thing as what apostolic Christianity is about. And here's just one really simple example. Those who are pursuing Jesus of Nazareth, the real Jesus, are hated. No one who participates in churchianity would ever be persecuted for what they're doing. For what they're doing has very much in common with what the world is doing. So here's a biblical measurement. If the world likes you, you're not following Jesus of Nazareth. See Matthew 10, 22 and 24 through 25. John 15, 18 through 25. However, the world does love churchianity. Churchianity fits the world and the religions of the world quite well, for it is more, quote, enlightened and more quote, accepting and more loving. And of course, it has a lot in common with the ways of the world 
especially money. Churchianity does not have the, quote, old-fashioned ways and concepts of apostolic Christianity. You know, things like sin and the absolute need of Jesus of Nazareth on his terms, not ours. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, John wrote. Or, as Paul would say, churchianity has a form of godliness but denies its power, its reality. Which God, which higher power one claims to know absolutely matters. Be sure you have the right one.
Our world. 